BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care. I've been smoking. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, <laughs> I sent you like a Snapchat video the other day, kind of explaining yeah. what went down. Yeah, yeah, letting the story out. Let me uh, know what you were doing. My dick moves. I don't that know if I'm I approve pulling. of it. I don't know if I approve of it yet. But you I know, mean, a, a lot of people I'm that amused. I've a lot of people I've told it about or told this situation to didn't seem to approve of it either, and I'm starting to think maybe I'm the asshole. Eh, I mean. Who who's to say you're the asshole? Let's That's I want I want our listeners to decide. I'm probably just gonna yeah. get a lot of like, yeah, you're the asshole. But uh, putting it out to our listeners, I'm at I'm at Home Depot. I'm replacing a large uh, fluorescent style bulb, which I've done before. It's the type I have in my bathroom, and they go out probably every like four, or five months, six months. You know, like a three foot tube, right? Exactly. Yeah, thirty watt. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so. Yeah. I'm going to Home Depot to exchange it, which I did last time, and I buy it, or well, not exchange it, but I went and I bought bought it at the self-checkout, and then on the way out, I went by the help desk, because last time I was there, they let me leave the old one with them, because it's like, I don't don't have anywhere to put, like, an old three-foot fluorescent bulb, like, what am I going to do, go, like, WWE someone, yeah, Yeah, in the fucking parking lot. You just go up on the next asshole you encounter. You carry that around with you, and you just fucking let him have it. Be like, this, I've been waiting to use this, motherfucker. God! Oh, so, my God. So I go up to the help desk, and I'm standing there, and there's, like, four people huddled around a computer and one, like, teenager on the phone. And I'm just, like, waiting there for probably, like, a minute or two before someone notices me. If He gets off the phone, the teenager, and he comes over to me. And he's like, yes, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, uh, do you mind if I leave this here? I just bought a new one. And he goes, oh, well, you know, we don't actually recycle those anymore. And I was like, all right, well, thank you. And I put the old one down on the counter and I walked out of the store and I could just feel his eyes digging into the back of my head. So at the last second, I turned around and I saw that he was just looking at me with his mouth open. Like he was in total disbelief that I had just set that down and walked away from him. Oh, man. Now, we're going to name him Jeffrey. And uh, what you did is you, you threw a big, uh, a big fuck up in Jeffrey's day. Because now he doesn't know what to do with this light bulb. To my defense, I have a couple of things I'd like to bring to light. A... I had returned. I had bought one there before, and they had recycled it for me. B. There was a large stack of similar-looking lights behind him, in a box that looked like it was being thrown away. Huh. 
So I'm willing to bet that Jeffrey just had no clue what the fuck he was talking about and that they would take your light bulb and just put them in the giant dumpster they had out back. Yep. That's what I was thinking. That was hmm. my number three is that Jeff doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. This is a tough call. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, like, you didn't let me know that there was a box with light bulbs behind him at the first part. There are definitely mi- snap. There are definitely mitigating vac- factors in the uh, situation. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Jeff Jeffrey might have just been clueless. I, I want to hear from the listeners. I want to see what they have to say about this situation. Was I an asshole, or d- can Jeff just you know maybe let Home Depot deal with it? I think uh, I think Jeff and Home Depot can clearly handle this three foot fluorescent light bulb. I think the only I'm thing that would have made this situation better is if. Right before I walked out at the last second, I turned around and went, and hey, Jeff, and I have to throw my sunglasses on and go, listen to American Slacker podcast, then oh. walk out. Hopefully Jeff is listening, and uh, to everybody else, welcome to American Slacker podcast. And as always, I'm not And I'm Jesse, and I'm leaving this light bulb here. See you later. <laughs> and he's out. Just like that. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) So, we always like to tell you to recommend this show to a friend. If you enjoy it, we would enjoy you doing that. We've also got some new uh, Patreon support. And every time we get a donation from someone on our Patreon, we like to give them a shout-out. We decided to start doing this at the beginning of the show. So get in on that train while it lasts. We gotta say thank you to Pluto Moved On Podcast. And as always, the boys over at Crime Roulette are always helping out to contribute to the show. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. We really appreciate you donating to the show. And on today's show, what we got for you is, as always, we're starting out with our bizarre news. And uh, we got a hell of a funny clip this week, so... uh, Stay tuned to Wednesday when we post that bad boy. Oh, it's going to be great. And then, I'm putting Jesse up at bat. We've got a uh, good game for the 4th of July. Bring so it stay on. Stay tuned for the, the Independence Day game. is going to be good. Ready to fight for my country in this Independence Day game. You're going to fight. That's all right. <laughs> and uh, we got a new segment this week, which uh, hopefully you'll dig. It's the Wheel of Weird. And we're actually going to spin the wheel to pick our topic that we're going to talk about yeah stay tuned for all that stay tuned for that and uh the best part of the show the plugs we'll see you later on that starting off with our bizarre news we always like to talk about a little bit of weed news this time we're talking about legalized marijuana and its impact on police searches Drug policy experts have always talked about how the health risks of marijuana and its use are relatively minor compared to the steep cost of enforcing uh, prohibition of marijuana. You know, between policing, people's lives being disrupted, violence, all that kind of stuff, along with a black market that's untaxable. So, law enforcement agencies often have used uh, marijuana sort of as a reason to search because it's a very pungent smell if anyone's ever been around it. Yeah, it's the only drug that emits an odor like that. And it's often been, you know, used as a reason to be able to search a car, which tends to lead to, if you're in a... 
if you're in a state where marijuana is illegal, you get you being arrested, um, money being confiscated if you have like a suspicious amount of it, possible. You know, there's, sometimes they do find things that are illegal and people should not have. But there's often times where people have absolutely nothing on them except weed. You know, and they end up getting searched, pulled out on the side of the road like a criminal. Yeah, it's a fun experience, and uh, we can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, no one <laughs> enjoys in New York. Yeah, no one <laughs> enjoys that. So, uh, new data on traffic stops in Colorado and Washington have shown that states that le- in states that legalize pot, traffic searches have declined, and that goes for people of all races, from black to Hispanic to white drivers. It, all of it fell after legalization. So they're, they're saying that there's some correlation between the searches and marijuana being legal, uh, illegal, essentially. In this research, they approached it in such a way where they didn't account for searches that followed uh, to an arrest. So it's only searches that didn't end up having anything on them, except for marijuana. But it was just the smell that enticed the actual search, you mean? Well, they're saying it's usually at the officer's discretion compared to if there's actually something there. Yeah, yeah. An an officer could always just pull the bullshit that I smell weed and then they got a free-for-all pass to search your car. Right. So basically, if legalization is leading to fewer searches, that means that there'll be less seizures of, like, cash and property. Like I was saying, a lot of times they'll take suspicious amounts of money, whatever is deemed suspicious, you know. And a lot of that goes to funding police departments. So there's a lot of pushback from law enforcement about legalization for this, among many other matters. It's it's a really interesting article out of the Washington Post. And as as always, we post our weed articles up on Monday on our Facebook. So be sure to go check that out. You know, one of the last like spots that you would check or think to smell marijuana would be coming out of a hearse, right? <laughs> Depends who died, I guess. <laughs> true, true. I mean, if Willie Nelson died and he's carried in a hearse, I mean, he's just going to emit the aroma. That's what I was thinking, too. sticky icky. Well, in Arizona, a 28-year-old male had thought that it was a good idea. The perfect idea, actually, to smuggle cannabis inside of a hearse and uh he actually had 67 pounds of it well wilcox border patrol agents had uh smelled out something fishy here and there were several inconsistencies and uh the circumstances didn't match up so they brought in a canine unit and it alerted the cops that there was drugs inside of this hearse (laughs) this dead guy's carrying yeah man and uh so they uh checked the hearse you know, there's nothing in the hearse, and then they pop the coffin that's right under the back. And that's when they find 67 pounds of marijuana inside this casket. Damn. But that's not the only thing they found. They found a bunch of manure. Because the the man had thought that uh, having a bunch of manure inside the casket with the weed would mask the uh, odor of the cannabis. <laughs> well, didn't work out so well for him with the canines. It's like, look, boys, we found a whole stash of some of that good shit everyone's talking about. We dub it the Brown Bomber. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
that's one way to, I guess, mask the smell of your of your weed shipment. That's a decent amount of bud, too. Oh, my God. That's a shit ton of weed. 67 pounds. You know, it's a... Uh, they claim it the, that 67 pounds is worth 33,000 in that area, which uh, they didn't actually provide any video uh, photos of the actual cannabis, but uh, still to say, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a that's a decent amount, 67 pounds. I mean, you know, clearly it's part of like some sort of smuggling operation to get it in where you can't get it right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, over borders. A lot of the, you'll find a lot of the growers are losing profit with the legalization. They're actually a lot of the people that vote against legalization are actual growers because it's more profitable when it's illegal. You can you know put it on the black market and you get a lot more value out of it. So I mean, what you find is that these these growers are actually moving it over state borders to produce a little more financial gain out of it. Yeah, that that makes sense. It's all about uh, supply and demand. Yeah, exactly. Now, another guy that got in trouble that we talked about on our last episode, Mexican chocolate cocaine, was this man who stole... Well, it was an unknown thief. It could be a man or a woman. Someone stole a toe at this Yukon bar up in Canada. Now, this Which, toe... Why? Why? <laughs> why would you want to steal this dirty-ass severed toe? It's salty as fuck. Yeah, basically, for anyone who didn't hear the last episode, this toe is kept in salt, and they use it as, like, a garnish for their sour toe cocktail. <laughs> garnish. Perfect wording. Now, they're, they're very, very upset to have their toe taken, but they received it back in the mail. Oh, well, that's a courteous thief. That's that's our update, is the fact that they have this toe back, and they're very, very, very happy to have it back. Says uh, man, hotel manager Jerry Colborn to CBC. I would imagine, that, especially since that toe was appraised at sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a really expensive toe. The <laughs> they have backup toes. That was one interesting thing that came out of me me reading this article. Jesus. They said we have a few backup toes, you know. But. Yeah. This one, this one that was stolen was recently donated by a man who had the toe surgically removed. So they know the guy. That's even weirder. Say, like, hey, that's my oh. toe you're drinking. God, you think he just lingers around the bar or maybe he sends a letter and he's like, so, so how's my toe doing? <laughs> now the, in the package of the toe, the, it was wrapped up. It had salt because it needs to be kept in salt to be mummified. And it had a note that says, quote, I'm deeply sorry. I was way too drunk and lost my mind celebrating a special Yukon date. I returned it as fast as possible and not damaged. Sincerely, a drunken fool. Oh, that's kind of him. Yeah, it's, I mean, for, it's kind of someone who stole your shit. It's like, it's, a, it's nice that he gave it back, but I guess he shouldn't have done it in the first place, you know? Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous, though. Why would you steal a toe? I, I guess it's worth $60,000, we said. I mean, he probably thought he was like, damn, maybe I could sell this toe. And then he realized the black market was a lot more complex than he ever anticipated. You gotta know a lot of people. You gotta have good connections to be selling mummified toes. He didn't know how to access the dark web. That's As we said last down. time, you can't sell body parts on Amazon. Yeah. Well, moving along to chopped off body pieces. Well, kind of. Police in Norway are vowing to catch a vandal 
who has done the unthinkable. Now, there's a, there's a very popular spot for trekkers and hikers in Norway, and it's called Troll Picking, which is loosely translated as Troll Dick. <laughs> now, <laughs> what this is, is a rock formation with a, uh, I, kind of, I like to compare it to Pride Rock out of Lion King. It's a nice little branch that people would tend to go walk out on, and it overhangs an area, and they take photos on it. But, you know, it kind of looks like a dick emerging from a troll body. And uh, trolls are an old, old Norwegian myth, and uh, what happens is trolls turn to stone when they're covered by the sun. So uh, that's where the whole thing oh, comes okay. from, you know? Anything that looks like a troll is tended to be labeled. You know, as a troll that suffered the toll of the sun. And basically, somebody used a drill to cut off this piece of the rock that was the male sexual organ part of it. Motherfucker. And, uh, they circumcised the him. So now, they took this wonderful piece of architecture and just turned it to a rock on the ground. Now the government is stepping in and they're pissed off and they, they're saying whoever vandalized this rock could face up to six years in prison. And the unfortunate thing is, they have no suspects at the time. Oh no, this fucking troll circumciser is going to go around dodging justice, cutting off other monuments dicks. Yeah, we're going to have to watch out for all the other troll dick statues and rock formations in Norway right now. A lot of the, the people that are living in the surrounding area are kind of pissed off because it drew tourists to the area and they would, you know, of course, help the economy out of these surrounding areas. So, they're raising money right now and they're trying to repair the formation. Which, I How I the hell do you do that? Task. I don't know. They're going to have to bring in some top masonry type people, maybe put some steel rods in. You know, a literal surgery to give this troll his dick back. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, hey, ridiculous. Apparently, they raised around 20 grand, actually. And it's only two-thirds of the goal. They need to, you know, raise up to 30 grand to get a true mason out there to put these rebar joints in. That's bring insane. the dick back to erect. Full erect. They need, to prop, they need to prop the dick up is what you're saying. Yeah, they need to give that dick some uh, artificial Viagra. You know, well, artificial. I Jeez. guess all Viagra is artificial, but still. Now, some, whenever uh, I, good old steel arm. Now, whenever I'm thinking uh, trolls, I always think of that movie Troll Hunter that we covered. Ah, uh, you know, you know how I feel about Troll Hunter. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's a really <laughs> good one. That was that in Norway or was that Sweden? I like. I, um, I, forget, I believe it really. was Norway, um, but you could be right. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not positive off the top of my head, but it's. Uh, it's definitely either of those, and it's, it's the best an troll movie film. I've ever seen. You just got to overlook some poor CGI, but still, <laughs> not too bad. Now that's a, that's a real what the fuck when uh, you go around looking to go to your your troll dick hiking spot, and all of a sudden the dick is just limp and laying on the ground. Wait, where's the dick? what the fuck what the fuck now that's that's a common expression like what the fuck wtf wtf yeah the the internet's kind of taking it and run with it you know who's really upset with that the people in our next article the world taekwondo federation oh convenient no one thinks of them whenever they're 
think it'll WTF. It's all all about what the fuck. Yeah, Taekwondo is the last thing you think about with WTF. <laughs> so they're they're changing their name. They're over this shit. They're tired of having negative connotations associated with their initials WTF. So in the digital age, they feel it's important that they rebrand and that way they can better engage with their fans because they're getting buried by what the fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look WTF up and you're just going to get a bunch of teenagers and young adults saying ridiculous things on the internet. You're not going to get anything near the World Taekwondo Federation. Not at all. And they have a big event coming up, the World Taekwondo Championships for 2017, which take place in Muju, South Korea. So they, they don't want to get buried and have no one know about this. So they're changing it to just WT. It's World Taekwondo now. Ah, I gotta get rid of that federation. Federations are old. I mean, the that pro wrestling uh, WWF got sued for using that. That federations, <laughs> the World Wildlife some... Federation. Sued yeah, them. they took them out. Took them out. They, they should have just merged. Have wrestlers talking <laughs> oh about the environment. God. Slap a wrestling outfit oh. on a panda. I thought you were getting to wrestlers versus animals, like well, we had talked about with M- M1 and grizzly bears. That's where I'm going eventually. <laughs> You're trying to work your way in there. I know, God damn it, I knew it. I'm all about the bears and headlocks. That's that's what you it's about. You can't have a panda versus a man. They're they're not the cuddly creature you think they are. They will fucking tear you apart. They are still bears. Mm. I don't have any good advice for avoiding panda attacks. No, no. I just... They're a dirty little creature. <laughs> so, watch you know, out for them if you're visiting Asia, I guess. You know, one of the there's a superstition about Taekwondo. You never wash your belt because you could actually lose the level you're at. You know, say you're a black belt or green belt, whatever you are. When I took karate, that was belt. that was just because they put on the extra levels with electrical tape. Ah, oh, the cheap way out. The cheap way out. <laughs> like, don't wash this. You'll lose your rankings. Well, in our next story, there was a little superstition as well. In China, an older lady had thought she would, uh, you know, grace her flight with some good luck. And uh, she ended up grounding a China Southern Airlines flight by uh, tossing a few coins, not in a wishing well, but into the engine of the actual international airplane that she was going to jump on. Oh god! <laughs> she threw Terrible a idea. Of coins into the Airbus 320's engine, and uh, one actually went deep into the engine. A bunch of them bounced off and landed on the ground. But n- nevertheless, they had to actually postpone the flight because you can't fucking fly or even start up the engine with fucking metal inside. Little metal bits will fucking cause a nightmare for those jet turbines. See, I'm a little OCD when I fly like that, too. I usually throw at least three or four nickels in each engine. I have to also wedge a couple of quarters into the landing gear. That's really, like, the only way I can comfortably fly. (laughs) It's amazing you can land anywhere. (laughs) Hey, it's working every time. I don't want to change the routine. Go Eagles! (laughs) Well, the woman who is named Kui... Is believed to be in her 80s, and uh, <coughs> she was on the boarding staircase, and she decided to chuck it from there. Which, I'm going to say, <laughs> bravo on your aim. Bravo. 
I, I'm hoping it was just like a little like she tried to keep it slick in a way, and she you know did like behind the back under the other arm Damn. sort of thing, like just a like a trick whoo, shot, little Spider-Man shot right into <laughs> the engine. And like one of the crew members were like, "Wait a minute, did she just throw something?" Then she hit him with a penny and knocked him out. Oh my god. Jesus, this lady's deadly with change. She's trying to take down everyone. She's the change assassin. I think that's who we stumbled upon. She's trying to <laughs> sabotage that flight. Yeah, yeah. I would say this is an act of terrorism, not an act of good luck. <laughs> it's not a fucking wishing well. It's a plane engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a finely tuned machine. You don't chuck fucking coins in it. Did she end up getting arrested? No. No, you didn't. They were just like, ah... That's all right. She, she's just a silly old lady. She's senile. Dementia. <laughs> take the take her change away. No more, no more of that shit. No more change. Give her bills only. They shred easy in the engine. 90% of the time, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I really think she should have been arrested. Yeah, I would say so. She could have brought down a flight full of people. I would have been calling the cops. Just like the lady in our next story, but I feel like she, this lady has no ground to stand on for her call. She called the police after chicken nuggets were being cooked fast enough. We've all been there. I mean, Talk you're out hangry. You're trying to get those nuggets, and then they're just not coming to you. You've been there 10 minutes. You still don't have a nugget in your hand. What are you going to do? It's uh, You can get hangry and cause a ruckus like this lady i mean there's worse things you can end up doing in mcdonald's we saw a video that we shared with each other where people were getting tased at mcdonald's oh my god that was hilarious so in wait this took place in waco texas and it was around 11 p.m when the police's the police phone department phone rang and it was a lady saying hey you have to come down to this fast food restaurant we need emergency services and they're like why what's up the fast food workers apparently weren't cooking her chicken nuggets fast enough, and that was her reasoning. She was like, listen, they're not bringing my nuggets, and I'm about to smack a bitch, so you better send the cops, because I'm about to hurt somebody. The woman was insisting the fast food workers that that she should get chicken nuggets for free because she did not cook <sighs> them in a timely manner. You know, everybody wants something for free, especially if it's not timely. No, see... You want to? I, uh, I guess I'll give up my McDonald's scam on our podcast. All our faithful listeners, if you're getting a bunch from McDonald's, just you have it. Only works if you get a lot. You got to pull up, park your car, go inside, and say, "Bring the receipt," and say you forgot two things, because that's enough to like. You know, they'll be like, "Oh shit, maybe we did," and they'll make you two more cheeseburgers or another thing of chicken nuggets. That's a slick way to get extra chicken nuggets. You don't call the police and get the authorities involved when you're trying to get some of that luscious white meat. You scamming son of a bitch. That's all hey, I gotta say. All, all <laughs> I'm saying is the, the nuggets, they can give them away. They just don't, they're not gonna do it if you're a dick about it. Oh, man. So she's probably ordering a four piece. You're saying you gotta order, you know, three, four pieces of Big Mac. A large fry. You're ordering shakes. for the car. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. A, it's an event. Yeah, and then you say, "Hey, you forgot all the nuggets. You forgot small uh, the small fry. You forgot a double bacon cheeseburger, and you forgot 
a side salad. It's like, you didn't even order a You got a whole salad. meal for free. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what a scheme you got there. Now you let the whole world know how to get it. I haven't been, I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. If anything, I go for their breakfast stuff now anyway. This oh, lady's yeah, ridiculous, though. The police, the police told the people to give her her money and told her to get the hell out of there. They weren't dealing with yeah. that shit. And I'll, I'll again, I'll uh, say it fair. for I'll say it for what I think is the third or fourth time on this podcast. I want to live in a world where you find nuggets just on the ground so that none of this no. has to happen. I'm going to say for like the third nuggets. or fourth time. No loose nuggets, and you don't eat them when you find them on the ground. This isn't I'm Willy Wonka, where nuggets are just growing on the fucking trees. This is a world we could live in, though. <sighs> if everyone committed, just start committing to that cause. There's just going to be nuggets everywhere, all that's the streets one, covered. That's one way to get busted. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know another way to get busted is uh, apparently when you, uh, you go and work on some sheetrock, you get a little drywall all over you. Because in our next story, a Florida man has just escaped jail after spending 90 days locked up when police officers stopped him for driving without headlights and they found a little white powder on him. And they said, huh, let's bring in the canine. The canine alerted and apparently some kind of misuse of the test had uh, taken this powder off of his his, actual clothing and said it was actual cocaine. Damn. When they sent it to the lab and it took 90 days to get the results back, the lab said, no, actually, that's just drywall. Meanwhile, this guy is fucking locked up inside of a prison for 90 days. God knows he probably lost his job or lost clients at the least if he was privately, you know, employed. That's that's totally shitty, and it's not the first time we've covered something like this. That happened one time with a powdered donut. It was the same exact situation. Same exact situation. I don't believe that man was incarcerated for nearly as long. But still, it's the fact that what kind of fucking testing are they giving these officers to tell what the hell they're dealing with? Those roadside tests clearly aren't that accurate. No, not at all. And uh, we've all, you know, like most of us have seen like what they do. You know, it's a, it's a castle that they crack a little bit of an active agent and it uh, tells you, you know, if it turns a certain color that it's positive for something. Well, apparently, it's not exactly that accurate, because we're hearing about more and more cases in this kind of incident where people are getting locked up, and it's not the actual case. They're not drug offenders. Right. Now, this man was um, on probation for marijuana and cocaine charges, uh, but in the end result, he wasn't guilty. He didn't. He was, you know, clear of having cocaine or any other drug on his possession. Unless they got the shipment switched with the cartel's uh, fake drywall. Ah, man. What I'm imagining is maybe if this guy was guilty, he's just fucking like, well, I just came from a job doing She-Rock. I'm just going to dump all the cocaine all over me. <laughs> That's... <laughs> that I would not expect that. But then, Imagine? yeah, if they end up testing it, I, I'm glad that they sent it to an outside lab where it ended, yeah, exactly. ended up proving him innocent. Yeah. And I doubt a guy that was... On the cane, was smart enough to just spread it all over himself, mixed with the uh, sheetrock dust. So I'm right. gonna say this guy is innocent. Yeah, I'm gonna err on innocent as well. Carlos Cash, even though that name is sketchy as fuck, is an innocent <laughs> That is man. pretty sketchy. So that's what we got for the news. We are always giving you something funny to watch on Wednesdays on our Facebook page, and this In- week 
is hilarious. Wait till the end, all right? The suspense is kind of what does it for you. And you'll enjoy it. Now, all we can tell you is it's at an MMA event in uh, what mm-hmm. looks like uh, somewhere in Asia. Yeah, it, yeah. It's the Fighting World GP Risen. I'm not sure what that is, but for, it's a little clip from 2016. And it's it's hilarious. We, I yeah, keep there's watching a- it. Oodles of fire fighters. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really good for uh, your noodle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is exactly. that is that a stretch? Yeah, that's as stretchy as a as a noodle could be. And before we give anything else away, I think we got something fun lined up next. I want to play a game. Well, you're correct, Jesse, because what we've got here is an Independence Day game that I've lined up for you. And uh, we'll see how you do up at that. Alrighty, question one. Only two people actually signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th. Now I'm going to give you four names, and you're going to pick out two of these. Charles Thompson, David Levinson, John Hancock, or Thomas J. Whitmore. Which two of these gentlemen signed on July 4th? Okay. I want to say, just for gut feeling, because we know from these games that we always should go with gut feeling. Um, oh, without a doubt. Whitmore is definitely one of them. And then, what were the first two? We had Charles Thompson, John Hancock, and David Levinson. I'm going to say Levinson. Levinson and Whitmore. You suck. You are incorrect. Oh, man. With your tone, I thought I got it. The names you picked are actually the both. What are they, porn stars? (laughs) No, no, no. Even better, (laughs) they're characters from the film Independence Day of 1996. Oh, God, really? David wow. Levinson is Jeff Goldblum's character. <laughs> Thomas J. Whitmore is the president, played by Bill Pullman. Damn you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought John Hancock would be a dead giveaway. Well, I thought that Man's was a I thought that was a red herring. Nah, oh, no. He no. was the first one, wasn't he? Ah, oh, yeah. John Hancock and Charles Thompson <laughs> were the only two to sign on God July fourth. All the others signed on August second. Like bitches. Like bitches. Couldn't make the date. Bunch of late folks here. Probably scared of the of England. <laughs> now, you know, the bald eagle is obviously the bird of America. It's also the bird of American Slacker podcast. Exactly. Ah! Exactly. So you know I couldn't skip over talking about it. Well, you know, Ben Franklin, he proposed a different bird for the choice of the national bird. So... Did he choose the cardinal, the mallard, the turkey, or the blue jay? Which one did he originally choose? I feel like I've heard this one or seen it in a cartoon when I was little. Uh, I want to say turkey. Correct. Woo! You got that one right. You got that. You're one and one. Let's see how we carry out from here. 
How how the hell are you gonna pick a turkey like have the kind of bird that can drown in the rain? Well, Ben Franklin, he was a little little odd. I believe he was the oldest to actually sign the Declaration of Independence. He was either seventy or eighty years old at the time, Damn. so he was on his way out. And uh, he was overruled by John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, who recommended the bald eagle in general. Sweet pick. Now, July 4th, you know, wasn't deemed a federal holiday until A, 1776, B, 1780, C, 1830, or D, 1870. I'm going to say, what was the second date? The second date was 1780. I'm going to say C, 18, what was it, 1830-something, 1820-something? A is 1776, B is 1780, C, 1830, or D, 1870. I'm going to pick C, 1830. I'm sorry you're incorrect. Ah, what was it, D? July 4th wasn't deemed a federal holiday until 1870. Nearly a hundred years after the nation was founded. What are they waiting on? Uh, I don't know. You know, hundred year centennial. You know, sounds. Oh yeah, true. That's a good good time to do it. You know, Americans consume a lot of uh, different food. You know, we like our our picnics on July Fourth. It's become that you know, it's one of the main days of the year that we like to get together, have our picnics, go out to the beach or something cook out now one of the main things that americans consume is hot dogs on this day hell yeah americans generally consume around how many hot dogs a year we have a 25 million b 50 million c 100 million or d 155 million hot dogs well, I personally consume about three or five hot dogs a day. So <laughs> <laughs> that would be You're disgusting. On a hot dogs a year. <laughs> so I must account for at least two percent of the. No, um, I'm going to go with what was that? A hundred million with C. C is a hundred million. I'm saying C a hundred million hot dogs. Oh, you suck. You're incorrect. Damn it. Americans consume around 155 million hot dogs on the 4th of July each year. Wow. They also spend around 92 million on chips, 167 million on watermelon, and of course, 341 million dollars on beer. Nice. Because hey, what's a hot dog without some ice cold ones? Oh yeah, no, that's that's the perfect combo right there. I'm more of a I'm more of a cheeseburger kind of guy if I'm going if to a, like an outdoor barbecue kind of thing. You know what I found out is the most consumed meat on uh, July Fourth each year. What's that? It's chicken. Okay. Around 700 million pounds of chicken is consumed on July Fourth each year. Well, I know some people don't eat pork, and like chicken's pretty common. It's cheaper than beef. Yeah, it's the healthier meat in general for you too. You know, red meat's like, you know, you shouldn't have every day. But chicken's nice and lean. 
Oh, I love now, some barbecue chicken. So wait, what am I right now? I'm like one in three or one in four? One in three. You're one, one in three. three. Okay. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the last question, and then I'll have a bonus if you can make this question up. Now, this isn't about July 4th as much as it is about Independence Day, one of the greatest films of all fucking time. Whose characters I apparently can't remember. <laughs> oh, well. Or maybe I remembered it so well that it went over my knowledge of history. <laughs> this is kind of a throw out, too. I mean, let's hear it. This could be a hard one for you. I didn't realize crafting this, how hard this might be. I thought this would be. It's one been a while there. since I've seen the movie Independence Day. See, I love Independence Day. I, you're, I not, sh- you're not gonna throw any born a fourth on Fourth of July, fucking facts at me, are you? Now I'm gonna have you pick two of these characters, okay? That I'm about to give you. Two major actors were supposed to be in Independence Day, and parts were written for them, but they weren't in it. Now, I know this is going to be a far shot, but I feel that you got the chance. Okay. Now, out of these three actors, I want you to pick two that you think might have fit well inside of this movie. Okay. Now, you've got Robert Downey Jr., Matthew Perry, and Kevin Spacey. If you could pick two of those, we'll go to a bonus round. I'm going to say it's Kevin Spacey and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, you suck. Ah, you're not going to. Oh, no. The president's role was written for Kevin Spacey, but studio execs didn't think he was star material. So you were on cue with that. Okay. And actually, um, a co-writer of the film was a childhood friend of Kevin Spacey's and developed the role for him. So Damn. that was a little, yeah, yeah. Now, Matthew Perry was actually originally set to be Fucking Captain Chandler? Jimmy Wilder. Yes, yes. And at the same exact time, he was playing Chandler, and that's why he couldn't actually appear in the film. But okay. he was set to play alongside Will Smith as his partner that, you know, Jimmy Wilder actually dies. But know, he has time to voice film. Fallout characters? Well, you know, that's after his career went... <laughs> Well, he did, what was that movie with Bruce Willis? He did, like, that in a sequel. Oh, um, shit. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, the Mafia movie. Yeah. And he did, like, Fool's Russian, but other than that, he kind of, uh... He's probably still living off the Prince money. Listen to that kid. They made a million dollars per episode toward the end. But, uh, yeah, even a little fun fact is, uh, Perry's father, John Benet Perry did actually appear in the film as a secret serviceman. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Damn. Robert Downey Jr. never had a chance. He so was, I, uh, still I, I on the drug binge. No, at you that time, You did fuck yeah. it up. I was going to give you a bonus, but I mean... <sighs> yeah, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. I'll just go have a couple hot dogs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, actually, not quite yet, because we have another segment to do. We've got a brand new segment. And, and it's, uh, this is a fun one. You're fucking weird. It's one we're calling the Wheel of Weird. 
Now, the way this works is we've picked out a couple of topics, a person, place, and thing from the Wiki Unusual page, and Matt has made a spinner that we are going to spin to see what it lands on. And uh, what we have, do you want to read the subject or give them a little taste of the subjects? Now, yes, we've chosen a person, a place, or a thing. And for the person, we've chosen Larry Walters. For the place, the Republic of Malaysia. Malaysia? How would you say that? Molo- Molosia? Yeah. Like, like Russia? <laughs> like Molosia? Molosia. I think it's actually a Hawaiian word, but we'll get into that if it lands on it. If it lands on that. And for the thing, we've chosen snake wine. Which, we'll see if you get to learn about that. Now right. to the wheel. Wind it on up. The first spin of the Wheel of Weird. Let's see what it lands on. It's winding, it's winding, it's winding. It's greased up good, so I mean, it's going to take a second there. <laughs> Bear with us. And uh, if you check out our Instagram, we're putting up, and our like Facebook, we're going to be putting up little videos when we spin it. Little teasers of what the subjects are going to be when we are doing the Wheel of Weird. And we got the Republic. The Republic of Melosia. So... From the Wiki Unusual page, the Republic of Melosia is a micronation in the United States founded by Kevin Baugh, who was born in uh, 1962, and it's headquartered at his home near Dayton, Nevada. So it's a small part of what was the U.S. <laughs> that I guess has seceded into its own little country, run by this guy, Kevin. And apparently, it's actually just his house. Which equivalates to about 0.01 acres. Well, no, no, no. It's not just his house. He also has a... Oh! Su- he has a sign. Catch. He has a customs station, It's which is a very, very small shack with his little flag. And the flag of uh, the Republic of Melosia is a blue stripe, a white stripe, and then like a kind of seafoam green stripe. Kind of American slacker colors. Kind of, almost. The blue is the only odd one out. It'd be black, I'd say, eh, or gold. Throw a little blue in there. I like blue. I don't yeah, know blue's that. not bad. The, uh, I did catch he has 1.3 acres of land, so be on the lookout. He does own some fucking land. But you will have to go through customs, I guess, if you want to uh, get in, which made me think, is that just like a pat-down from him? <laughs> I, I don't know if he has access to an army. Or any type of force. Well, they do have an Air Force. Or, well, they did have an Air Force, which has been retired. Uh, well, that do... was just... He had a, a battery-controlled helicopter that he would kind of <laughs> scoop around the property. But the, and then it, once it broke, he stopped messing with it. and He, he started, ran out of batteries. He did start his space program, which... Well, uh, but again, that was just a CO2-powered rocket that he shot into the sky and never came back to his property, so he assumed that it broke the realm of outer space. Listen, the Skylofter project <laughs> has the top minds of Melosia on it. This is like Which one is of... just him! Yeah, it, it is. It's That's one man! True. So they're an independent nation-state completely surrounded by the United States. They are what they consider to be a sovereign state. And same-sex marriage has been legalized in Melosia since 2002. So I think they're, they were ahead of the curve. Okay, I can agree with them on that. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, they have a, tour, a little tourism board. 
He gets about 15 visitors a year, so it, you know, you might, it seems kind of exclusive. You might have to reserve, and um, you do, you are required to produce a passport. Visitors okay. are not allowed to bring certain items onto the property, including tobacco and incandescent light bulbs. Well, he is a pale motherfucker, so and they, you can't just be shining those lights up. They also are not to be fucked with. They declared war on East Germany when there was an East Germany. Oh, God. Hey, you know, you gotta have an enemy, I guess. Well, you know, no country has a clean background, that's for sure. Now, the word Melosia is actually Hawaiian. I thought, like, because it had the SSIA, it would be like Russia or something along those lines. You're just assuming the same spelling must be Soviet. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was guessing, just in terms of trying to pronounce it. But, I'm trying to find they had... Melusi is derived from a Hawaiian word, Melua, uh, which means peace, safety, and security. And Bao has stated the ancient Greek tribe of Melosians is unrelated. So don't fucking confuse them with the Greek tribes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So if you, yeah, you know what would be kind of cool is to, like, if you're in Nevada and you can get to this place, if you were able to get, like, a passport stamp, from, like, the Republic of Melosia. Because <laughs> people like to, you know, fill up their passport with different uh, locations. Because every time you enter a country, you're going to get, like, par like, uh, like France or England or, like, Mexico or Australia. It's, like, stamped in there with the date. So I wonder if he has his own little stamp for the Republic. What's the uh, capital of Melosia? Um... Boston. Boston. It's but not like B O S T O N. No, it's B A U G H S T O N. Named what? after the president. But it was renamed on 2013 to Espera. The currency is the Valora. I think we're getting too deep into Melosia. Unless we're going to apply case, there. Hold on. Just in case you want to visit the United States of America's street address for Kevin Baugh's house is 226 Maryland Lane Road, Dayton, Nevada. Just wonder, in case, but have passport in hand. And he goes by Melosian standard time. He has his oh. own time zone. Damn. He just makes it up as he goes. So can I declare my part my apartment a state? How's that work? Like or a, a foreign know, like nation? See, he had he had one point three acres to to declare it. I don't know. I don't know how it works if we can declare spaces like 400 square feet in here man <laughs> uh, try Is that a lot i don't know right to the white house that seems to be what he did so that's the wheel Freedom of weird position. maybe some other time you guys will be able to check in on larry walters and steak wine but uh hopefully enjoyed <laughs> a little bit of news out of the republic of melosia ah yeah i was hoping for Kevin. snake wine but i'm not gonna say i'm disappointed at all yeah, no, it's 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 pretty interesting. A man who starts his own country, of that pretty is much just himself. He's a conqueror, we'll say. Hold on, you feel that? I, feel, I think I, I do. I feel electric in the air. I think I think we better plug the fuck in right now. Oh yeah, time for those well, plugs. 
Step one to plugging in, all you gotta do is you gotta head over to the Facebook and the Instagram. And you're gonna search American Slacker Podcast. And then you plug the fuck in and go to the website, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com. And then if you want to tell us how exhilarating that was, just send us an email. AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com. Head on over to our Twitter. We were recently nominated to be Pod of the Week. We'll tell you how that turns out. And if you want to check out our Twitter or our Reddit, we are on those at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. That's Amer Slacker Podcast. A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. Rate and review us on iTunes. We're getting a couple of reviews, and we really appreciate that. Five stars are fucking nothing, though. That's how we roll. Not a goddamn word out of you if you don't have five stars. Nothing. Not a peep. Be sure to tell any friend that would be interested about this show. And if they do not have access to podcasts for whatever reason, because they're technologically inept, send them on over to YouTube. Everyone knows how to check that out. All of our new episodes go up on there, along with our bonus content and any of our past episodes. And if you're feeling a little stale, you're feeling a little, a little stiff, why don't you check out our Spotify playlist, because that'll get you moving in no time. All you're going to do is head over to Spotify and search American Slacker Podcast, and you will find an array of artists, such as Monument of a Memory, or, or Beta Blocker, who you might hear from very soon. Hint, hint. Check it out. <laughs> for anyone sticking around for these, we like to drop hints on you. So, if you're also a super fan that's made it to this point, become a Patreon sponsor. There's You get a bunch of uh, content we're going to be putting up on there hopefully soon. You also get access to play Xbox with us on the last Saturday of every month. And we just really appreciate the support. We, we love you guys, and this is why we uh, do this is... So that we can provide something for you that you enjoy. And if you want to check us out on a personal level, all you got to do is check out our personal Instagram, Snapchats, gamer tags, Beam, and such forth. Now, I'm all over the place. My Instagram is MWG Media, and my Snapchat and gamer tag, Beam, are MattyG from HP. And you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on my gamer tag on Xbox at Landers the Plane. Again, a uniform son of a bitch. <laughs> you I keep just, calling me that. I'm jealous. It just keeps it in line. You know? I just... Well, <laughs> until keep next Keep ending time. it on a sad note. All right, all right. Well, let's step it up. <laughs> we love every one of you motherfuckers. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Seriously. Regardless. We love everybody. And uh, thanks for your support. And uh, until next time... That's it. There you go.